It was recently declared that October 23rd was the unofficial start of holiday shopping, and lucky for buyers, Rorik Honda is ready. Rorik Honda has made shopping easier for all consumers with online skilled representatives ready to talk shop. Or in-store consultants prepared to give the best deal for the best suited vehicle. From a small fit to the mom-envied odyssey, Rorik Honda has the perfect gift for this season. As always, visit Rorik.com for all of your vehicle needs. And now we start the Jagoff podcast from the, Gla- the Pittsburgh Glass Center in Garfield, where you will definitely want to come if you see it. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word Jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or... Here's how Pittsburghers define a word Jagoff. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jagoff! Or someone scares the... Yeah, jag off. Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jag off? This is Mark Madden. Hi, this is Larry Richard. This is Kevin Wildbill. Hey, this is Kurt Angle. Hi, this is Rocky Blair. Hey, it's Rick Seaback. Hi, this is Greg Brown. Hi, I'm Tyler Kennedy. This is Antonio Holmes. And this is the Jag Off Podcast. So this is where, if you're watching Facebook Live, this is where you hear our music for our show. And then we say, and if you're listening to the Jag Off Podcast for the very first time, we want to make sure you won. Go to radio.com or wherever you get your podcast and hit subscribe because we need more subscribers all the time. Can never have too many subscribers. Right. Yeah. And it's great content because here we are in Pittsburgh. This is also the part where we talk about what was on the blog because in addition to winning best podcast, which we're super excited because what? of you people. Can you please say that again? Yeah. Best podcast wow. twice. Uh, we got number two for best blog. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. So number two is the first those. place loser, but that's okay. But we'll. Right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I know. We didn't real, we clearly didn't win, but right. that's okay. But we were the number one podcast as voted by the fans of City Paper. Over 600,000 votes made us the number one podcast for 20 What was on the blog? You wrote most of them. All right. So what was on the uh, blog here? You talked about the stolen. Yeah. Someone <laughs> stole, if you go to the blog, you'll see someone stole an oil drilling truck. Why? Like this like, big drilling rig truck. Like, is that, is that, do you steal it so you can pick up chicks? Or what happens? Like, you go, hey, part. babe, jump on in. I don't think so. You know, know. Do you, I don't know why you would if steal I an oil rig truck. a rig like that, I would, I would go to a grocery store. I mean, if I was already thieving, <laughs> yes, I would, would go because my family grocery bills are right, ridiculous. Right. It wouldn't and then, even pick up people. And then you found stuff in your fridge. Okay, so this is where I shame my family. If they get on the blog, they're like, oh, I hate when mom does this. But I had had enough. Seven months of, of being with my children, nonstop. I'm sick of ice cube trays not being filled and glasses with, like, this much, like, a sip. So I called them out. Right. Because I'm sick of it. And my friends are like, how do you call out your kids as jagoffs? Because they are. Because that is what they're doing. And one of them's here to even. And thank God you have a blog. Otherwise, you might beat your kids. You don't know. I would not. I would not. I still wouldn't. And then on top of that, uh, in my neighborhood, (laughs) there's a lot of construction going on. There are a couple of uh, port-a-johns in the neighborhood. And right at rush hour, right on Terman Avenue, just as everybody's trying to break it down to 65, the Porta John guy shows up and literally sits in the middle of the street to to clean out the Porta John yeah. at seven thirty in the morning, yeah. morning rush hour. Yeah. Traffic's back. Notice up. how annoyed John gets. Isn't this oh, funny? it's the <laughs> stupidest thing ever. Okay. So that's what was on Bring the blog. Because now we get to calm down and is, talk about yes, the glass center. Be calm. We're in this like Zen atmosphere. We are at the glass center, or as Pittsburghers would say, center. Center. But 
<laughs> I mean, right. what a gold mine. And is it Garfield? Is this is this considered Garfield? We're right on the border between Friendship and Garfield, actually. Okay, perfect, perfect. So we get the honor. Tracy did an amazing she job. She said it like as if you knew. Yeah, like I, I did know, though. I, I know the area, right? And I'm here 44 years, so it's not like I'm some transplant that has no idea. I'm just that proximity challenge. <laughs> but Tracy on our team did an amazing job because she's been talking to Paige about the Pittsburgh Glass Center and it becoming this staple in the Pittsburgh community. And we get to talk to both Chris and Heather about what happens here because so much has happened. You realized that you were here years ago and did a video, and now they're embarking on 20 years. Is that right? It'll be 20 years next year. 20 So this years. is, the, and I will relay this story. Rachel hates when I tell these stories because she's heard them it. already, right? But so I remember I was told, I was asked, hey, let's go. It's rad night at the Glass Center. It's free to come in here. You stand around, you watch, you're like, yeah, whatever. All right, let's go. Blah, 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 blah. How long are we going to be there? When can we go get a beer? Came and did not want to leave. Yeah. Because, and I'm not kidding, we sat on the bleachers in this room, which you call the hot room, we'll talk about in a second, and watched them blow glass coming in and out of that furnace, and and looked around, them, as we see here, all the crooked drinking glasses that people made, and eventually I ended up coming making a wine stopper that was the worst looking wine stopper ever, but it was mine. I feel like you do have one. Is that what you have at your place? I do have it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I still okay. have it. So, it, it is amazing, when you have a chance to come here Believe me, you will not be bored at all. Like, I did not want to leave. So, anyways, welcome to the Jagoff Podcast, Chris and Heather from the Pittsburgh Glass Center. We're saying it right, Pittsburgh Glass Center, right? That's right. Cool. So we're close. You went like that. I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) I was holding my breath. So, I mean, first question, bluntly put, right? John, as he starts repeating that story, it's like, oh, why would you say that? But the reality is sometimes stuffy people who don't really know what art is – think, oh, so this is another art thing that I'm supposed to do to make me a more well-rounded person. But is that what happens? And then they're kind of here and they're pleasantly surprised because it's this interactive thing. Is, is that pretty much the story? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. people come and they don't really know what to expect. Most people haven't seen glass blowing live before and they don't realize how exciting it is, how fiery it is, how much of a team atmosphere it is. So a lot of times there'll be three or four, maybe if we're doing something big, even five artists on the floor making something. You know, Chris is one of our lead glass blowers here, and, you know, he'll be working with a team of people, and people say it looks like a dance. Like all of the artists kind of know what they're doing together and yes. they're moving around the studio, and it really is, you know, people get really engaged. And we do have people sit for, you know, the whole three-hour demonstration, you know, like, forget to go use the bathroom or like get a glass of water and they're just like oh my god this is amazing and so that's what it is and chris feel free to jump in so it's it's a um tour-ish kind of thing where you get to you come and witness what is happening is that yeah so i mean this whole setup is designed for the general public to just come in and kind of meander about the, the space and we cater to complete novices all the way up to seasoned professionals and we typically kind of divvy up the shop. Um, this end is more for the professionals, and then the workshops are kind of going on. And so, you know, I've been blowing glass now for 17 years. And okay, so wait, stop there. How does that even start, right? So you're this, I don't know, 19-year-old guy, and you're like, what do I want to do? I think I want to be a glass blower. How does that happen? And, all, and I'm being serious. Like, I wouldn't no, no, consider that a category. Yeah, that's a very common question. Um, so typically, a lot of glass blowers have actually gone off to a university and have a Bachelor's of Fine Arts. I've got okay. mine from Columbus College of Art and Design. Um, and 
you know, I was introduced to it at the Toledo Museum of Art just because I was kind of taking classes to keep me out of trouble. And um, I was taking oil painting classes, jewelry making classes, and then I found out they had glass blowing. I was like, oh, give that a shot. And just like Heather was saying, you come in here and people that have never seen it before, you're instantly hit. And you're just, yeah. So I literally went to my teacher in high school the next day. Just like, I want to be a glass blower. What do I do? (laughs) And then I just kept taking classes at the museum. He helped me build a portfolio to go off to to undergrad for my bachelor's with a specialty in that's class. awesome wow. and honestly that's one of the things we do here too is we teach classes for high school middle and high school students because how would you ever know that you might want to be a glass blower if you don't even know that that's an option right and right. so by exposing people to the medium and the art form it lets people kind of see what the possibilities are it's that's amazing awesome. when you middle look school. because you know as a yinzer you think you're going to show up here and see a bunch of glass terrible towels and whatever 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 right yeah. But I mean, the art, the art that is here is so amazing. And I'm not saying that because you're sitting here, but to go through oh, yeah. the gallery that you have here, the artist. So do you do artist in residence? Do like, so Chris, what's your situation here? Are you an artist that's paid to be here? Do you, are you an artist that rents a space and then sells your wares? How does all that work? Either one of you. All of the above. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am a full-time employee here. I am also working on developing my work constantly because of my, you know, ability to have a space like this. This is one of the best facilities that I've ever set foot in. Um, and, you know, I help. I do a lot of teaching. So what we are going to be doing later when, you know, we're making pumpkins together, that's kind of my main line here at the Glass Center. And then with the artist residencies, I actually just finished up. We have a really cool program called the Idea Furnace where we bring in artists that don't have any glass experience they have this idea and they pitch it and then they get paired up with somebody that knows one of you know thousands of different processes to actually kind of make their idea a reality so it was a really really fun time and it's one of my favorite parts of the job so heather is it your job to say hey chris i need like five items from you this month or you know you can sell them to make money how does that work yeah like like chris said it gets a little bit of everything so we do have a line of like functional tableware called pen fairmont that we sell um, and Chris is one of the glass blowers that makes that line. So as orders come in, we might be relaying, hey, we need, you know, a dozen champagne flutes or what have you. Um, but then also, you know, in a normal year, we're teaching classes and running workshops constantly. Um, you know, and we're really excited. You know, it's been a tough year, of course, but we're really excited to just be reopening to doing pod classes and workshops. So again, kind of like what you're going to do. If there's a group of people that are either family or they're quarantining together, you can come here and do a workshop with your kind of pod group um, to keep it, you know, safer. And so we're really excited to be able to start doing that again. And Chris teaches classes like that. And then, of course, works with artists and residents like he was talking about. So it's really, I think that's one of the things that why people love working here is because no two days look exactly the same. You know, we're always doing different stuff because we have such a variety of ways that we engage with the public and with artists. And Heather, I would think your job, the biggest, maybe the toughest job is finding funding or no. I mean, running a place like this, it's an extracurricular. It's certainly uh, unique. It's a a niche, a niche of a niche maybe even, right? So what are the challenges that you see and how can Pittsburghers or expats, you know, help you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That's a great question. It is. I mean, oh, oh. Ah. done. Oh. 
Do you know that's a competition? Well, Dominique because this was uh, one zero. Competition. He said I asked a common question, which really common is me. not a great question. That is not common. Is not Thank a great you for question. digging you for so a while, Heather, bro. And then I was like, mm. Heather, air fist bump. All right. <laughs> no, it is um, a good question. So you know, the Glass Center uh, again in a normal year earns a lot of its annual operating budget from these classes and workshops, okay. but we do still rely on donations from local foundations, corporations, individuals. Of course, this has been an extraordinarily hard year because we were shut down for months and not able to run classes. Um, So I guess the thing that I would say is, you know, there's a couple of things people, Pittsburghers could do to be supportive, and that is come take a class. You know, buy one of our to-go kits. Well, talk kits. about that, though, before you go further. Yeah. What is a class like? So I know, like you said, like I, I made a motion to my middle school daughter. Yeah. You know, that's a great asset for a parent, especially who's not in the city. Yeah. Right? Because sometimes the suburban schools aren't offering those kind of niche things. So Absolutely. talk about the classes and how, how diverse they are and what they look like. Yeah, honestly, they are super diverse because everything from a short two-hour experience right. all the way up to a multi-week, eight-week long class and really everything in between. So we've got a price point and, you know, a time commitment that really will fit anyone's needs or budget. So, um, you know, we've developed these to-go kits as well because of COVID. And so those are really fun, great way to, like, we can send it to you. You can come pick it up. You can do a mosaic at home. We have all the instructions. There are videos online you can watch. Any age can do it. So that's been a really fun way for people to kind of get creative while staying home. Um, so That's yeah, cool. are they themed? Yeah, I saw some of the mosaics online, but yeah, okay, cool. So over the summer, we had some kind of fun summer themes like rainbows and unicorns, right. and then as we transitioned into fall, oh yep, Chris. So got Chris one for here. the Facebook Live folks, look there you go. It's an owl. So it's a bat. Bat. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How about, Sorry. what a great theme. It's an owl for October. <laughs> no, that's and awesome. Oh, we'll be debuting some holiday that. shapes here coming up soon as we head into December. Yeah, so. yeah for sure. So Chris, let's go to a little bit of the science because I doodled during science and chemistry class. So what what are we talking about glass? Like sand and Let's go through some of that about how glass oh, becomes right. liquid, the temperatures, and all how that process. So yeah, typically speaking, any glass that you encounter on a normal basis is called soda lime glass. There are lots of different ways to formulate that, and it breaks down with yes, mostly it's silica, and then there's potash and limestone all kind of mixed in. Okay. Um, depending on what it's used for, you can adjust the ratios. So for a lot of factory-made glass, for example, that's meant to kind of seize up really quickly so that it can move down the production line, whereas this is formatted to actually be much more fluid so that after you've gotten your heat done, you can actually sit down at the bench. Um, and interestingly oh, okay. enough, there's a mixture of, I can't think of it off the top of my head, if you don't have the soda in the mixture... Glass can actually be water-soluble, so you can actually blow a cylinder, leave it out in the rain, and over the course of a few months, it'll actually completely deteriorate. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And just to go back to the youth and and high school classes again, that's another one of the reasons why this is such a cool medium, and it really does introduce all of those STEM and STEAM concepts, because there's chemistry involved. There's physics involved in glass blowing. If you don't keep turning the pipe... You know, the glass will sag off. If you want to stretch the glass out, you hold it down to let gravity work. So there's all these pieces that are innate in the process of glass making and glass blowing that we're teaching to high school students. You know, we're like secretly teaching them science. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, I see that all the time. Like you're dabbling it in. But what about classes as far as people? Like we joke about my ability, but truly, I swear, my fine motor skills, like I, <laughs> somewhere that did not get sprinkled into me. 
How, what do you do with somebody who says, like, I love this, I'd love to do it, but I'm definitely not the, the uh, experienced artist? Well, luckily, I mean, first and foremost, everything is very process-based. It's almost like following a formula or a recipe. Okay. So if you just kind of do that, things, and it is a skill, you know, after a while you do have to build up some muscle memory. But there are tons of other processes that maybe could potentially cater to somebody that can't keep the pipe turning super well. Um, they might be more fitted to doing some more slumping and fusing. So there's ways to kind of maneuver about things that maybe you know okay. somebody can't necessarily pick up. Okay. And, and I'd say people who say like, well, I'm not an artist. I'm not creative. I'm not, you know, glass is such a level playing field. Yeah. I, I, a, I don't believe in that, but two, yeah. but two, okay. like nobody's ever done glass, you know? Right. So if you like sure. try yeah. drawing sure. and you weren't, you weren't good at it, right. you know, if you walk into the glass studio, probably everyone else that's in there with you has never done You're this right. before either. And so you don't have to be scared. You don't have to be intimidated. Yeah. Our amazing instructors like Chris are going to walk you through every step. Like you said, make sure you stay safe and make sure you have a lot of fun. And I could see it even being a good uh, work team building type thing, oh, right? Yeah, you get right. a sales team yeah. together, come in here and everybody. We do that a lot too. Yeah. Classes, right? Yep. As far as customizable, and I know you like you were saying, oh, if we need a dozen flutes or whatnot, do you get requests like that? Beyond? Okay. So that's something like if someone's planning an Corporate event. Corporate gifts, absolutely. Okay. Holiday, at Gift the holidays tools. or, you know, for anniversaries, things yeah. like that. Because not only can we create really cool, beautiful items, but we actually have the ability to sandblast or etch, say a logo or right. a year or information about the guest on it as well. Yeah, Jag off logo. Right. Boom. Because what I was going to say was, you know, we were we were trying to sort of theme in the sense that it's the giftable season at this point. So I'm sure like things will change gears again. Like you you know, you did the online opportunity to pick up the mosaics and things like that, but yeah. now you're probably gonna be getting that kind of request, right? Absolutely. And we're okay. really gearing up, you know, for the holidays. For us October is a huge month because of pumpkins. People love buying glass pumpkins. So okay. really for us it starts kind of at the beginning of October okay. and we've got Another opportunity for people to come buy glass pumpkins here at the Glass Center next Saturday um, on the 31st from 11 to 3. You can come to the Glass Center. You can pick up a mosaic kit to go. You can buy a glass pumpkin made by one of our artists. You can see Chris doing glass blowing demonstrations in our parking lot. So it's all going to be socially distanced, masks required in our parking lot. And that for us really kicks off the holiday season. And then we go straight into starting to do ornaments and holiday corporate gifts and all sorts of things like that. So, And for God's sakes, don't offend Chris by calling his bat an owl. <laughs> Who does don't, that? Right? Okay. I, mean, you, I really, apologize. You're not like, bro, it's all good. Question of the day? Oh, question of the day. Boom. So I, I wrestled with this because it's the giftable episode, right? But do you judge people, and I ask this, like, asking for a friend, do you judge people uh -huh. who, when they gift, like, the wrapping isn't so great? Like, you're like, oh. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you can like, take the, hmm. you can take it, you know. I'll, I'll open that first to get it over with, or I'll wait because that's Is it the Fifth Amendment at this point if you want? But go ahead. Yeah. I, don't, I was going to say, I don't know. We're both visual art people, which yeah. means that, like, how things are presented and how they look <laughs> are important. So I'm not going to answer for Chris, but for me, yeah, it matters. Okay. There you go. Chris. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could get past it because it's yeah. the thought that counts to me. Oh, that's such a mom look, thing. are you that's single? Is that what you're trying to do <laughs> no, right now? No, I'm not. Okay, because I'm like every hour goes. Oh. Yeah, I know, but yeah. that's so good. Listen, He's my mother up the wrapped all gifts with like the comic section. You know, on the '70s babies or everything. I love that though. That still involves effort. Yeah. I guess I don't know, but that's where I get my skill. That's cool. So. cool, awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank we you. We really appreciate it.
what we call bullpen for like a year. And our dear friend Lee from the Pittsburgh Downtown Partnership, now of her own lovely right. gifts, um, had told us that you guys have got to go in this store. And we we're like, yeah, you know, so amped. And then what happens? Like, like, right? You know, either my kids need me or who the heck knows. But essentially, we never made it in. Finally, we end up with Tracy, and she gets us connected with Monica and Kelly from Love Pittsburgh, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Monica Yope, and yeah. we're the co-owners. Kelly can't be here, but yeah, we have our gift shop. I love it, and it, it is a gift. So, you know, I put in my notes. It, it you consider it a gift shop, but. Was that the initial intent and it sort of grew? Because the coolest part about it is, you know, typically you get one type of store, like a gift shop, Mm -hmm. in one part of the city. You guys have two, right? You have two locations? Yeah, we do. Yeah, it was originally intended to be a gift shop. The whole idea, um, whenever Kelly and I met, like one of our first conversations was, you know, we don't know that there's a place where we're like guaranteed to be buying local products. And it was hard to search online for those things. And so we just thought, wouldn't it be wonderful if there was a place that you shop, could shop that you knew was local? Um, and so, yeah, we intended it to be a gift shop. And we have a lot of friends who are artists and have just found so many more as time go- goes on. Um, and yeah, we're really proud to have all local products in our store. That's awesome. Yeah. And literally, you know, when we, and I, I want to say Lee introduced us to your, I'll say concept or, or the shop earlier on. You've, you've been around for how long now? Uh, a little over three years. That's three years. When we okay. Opened the Mount Washington. So the beginning yeah. was sort of like, oh, this is a super cool mug and this is a super, like you have grown and I even looked at your website, like stationary note cards, um, Baby pro, like I have a note on here that you have the coolest bib because I was ironically looking for something for a baby gift. They have a bib that you have to check out that actually says P is for pierogi. Is that adorable or what? It's, like that yeah. is so cool. So talk a little bit about we're so rich at this point in culture with Pittsburgh, right? And, and we have so many different forms, thanks to the cultural trust and things like that of art in which you can see. Yeah. But for you, how, was it the, the idea of exposing more artists in Pittsburgh and the local appeal? And, yeah, And for how sure. did that kind of go? Yeah, I mean, we have always felt that it's really important to support local. And, I mean, now more than ever to sure. support, like, small businesses. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of evolved into something that was, you know, values that we personally held. Um, and knowing that there are so many talented artists in Pittsburgh, this is just, you know, our way of helping them and supporting our local economy. And so when you say that, and I know I'm monopolizing, I'm sorry, but when you say that, is it one of those things where having, I've not been inside the stores, so do you have multiples of one thing or does it depend on what the product is? Yeah, we will. Um, some things are one of a kind and we actually now have like a special section on our site that just features right. one of a kind products. But um, many of them are things that we would restock or have many of and, you know, keep in stock. Um, it's in, always evolving as far as, like, what our product mix is. We started the store with 40 artists, and now we've expanded to over 100. So we're wow. always adding new things, always bringing in new artists. And, yeah, it's, it's kind of fun to always have, like, some freshness and new products to find. Sure. Go ahead. Your no, turn. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'd have to think that your success is built on the fact that an artist can just be an artist, right? Instead of being an artist and have to go open a store and do all these other things. So what's, 
uh, I guess, uh, when you go through that, is that the story that you hear from the artists, that they're just happy that there's finally an outlet that they don't have to engineer? Yeah, well, I mean, for a lot of artists, it just depends. You know, some people, they might run their own Etsy shop or website. Yes. Um, and they will also do a lot of markets, like artist markets, like right. Handmade Arcade or the, you know, arts festival in the summertime. Um, there's tons of artist markets and, you know, they're very time consuming. So while artists do those things, you know, you just kind of have a short window to make sales. And so this is a nice way that you don't have to wait for a market. You, you know, right. you, can, exactly. you can be shopping really any time of the year right. um, and find all kinds of artist products. And have you guys adapted at this point as well like everybody else? Let's use the word pivot or whatever. So whatever sick of pivot. You Aren't you sick of pivot? You know, yes. where people don't have to visit your store, they can shop online and you'll ship it? Is that Yes, for sure. Yeah, we've always had an online store and we've expanded it. Um, there are plenty of options, whether you wanted to ship it directly to someone that you're gifting to yourself, or um, we also offer curbside pickup and shopping appointments if you wanted to do something, you know, a little bit more private. I saw that. So shopping appointments. So instead of being open, because everyone is taking the precaution with, yeah. with COVID and such, limiting people, but literally, so you're doing like private, almost like, I don't want to say secret shoppers, but <laughs> almost like, remember back in the day, it was so cool. Like if you had your own shopping experience with like a concierge. So that's kind of a cool personal experience for people. It, it really is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we're there to help people who want to shop. We have um, two days where we offer private appointments on Mondays and Wednesdays at our Mount Washington store. And then we do have regular open hours. So people couldn't just walk in. Um, it's four days a week, Thursday through Sunday at okay. both stores. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but it's, it's, you know, we're sensitive that some people may not want to be like with other people or, you know, may have health, some health issues and want to be extra careful. So we just, you know, want to make it as safe and comfortable as possible. Right. But the cool part is, do you know that they're still partaking? And I, I forget, I think I use the word kiosk, but it's a chalet. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're part of the holiday market at Market Square. Oh, okay. So they'll yeah. have a chalet, um, yeah. you know, to be able. What are some of the things that we can expect at the chalet this, this winter? Yeah, so it, since it's a smaller space, we can't bring the entire store with us. Right. We um, really choose, like, the most popular products and also seasonal products. So we'll have everything from... You know, seasonal candles and coffee and then some staples like prints and T-shirts and spices. Um, it's Yeah, it's going to be a really nice assortment, and we're um, excited to do it. This is going to be our second year. Okay. Um, so it was really great last year, and now we're happy to have, like, an outside environment for people to be shopping in. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. We didn't talk about, we talked about you have Mount Washington store, but talk about your two stores. And if you want to go to the Pittsburgh version, you can say what used to be at those stores, because that's how people find things in Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, this used to be the Pizza Hut. But now, where are your two stores? Wait, they're in a Pizza Hut? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we are, um, the first store I mentioned is Mount Washington. So that is on the corner of Shiloh Street and Virginia Avenue. Uh-huh. So it's two blocks off of Grandview Avenue. Um, so if you ever were up at the Monongahela Incline, and you yes. walk two blocks down Shiloh Street, you'll find us. Okay. Um, and then downtown, we are on Liberty Avenue, and we're in the heart of the Cultural District, um, where the address is um, 805 Liberty. So we are um, just around the corner, really, from the Benetton Center. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. We Listen, before, like, asking a mom her favorite child, right, is like, <laughs> ugh, like, maybe I could give you an answer, <laughs> but I know... 
I shouldn't. <laughs> Just kidding. But it depends on but the it day. Depends on the day. <laughs> Tell us a few of your favorite things or what you thought. I mean, because it would be hard as an art connoisseur, as an art appreciator, it would be hard to say, oh, I like this more than this. And you get so many unique things. Like I said, like you have so many tabs of different categories at this point. Right. But what are some of the things that you go, oh, my gosh, this is clever. Who thought, like, I actually made a note that you have, <laughs> I have it listed as an ugly doll that is sold out. <laughs> what doll. is that? And what is the appeal? Yeah, so um, there's a local artist named Daniel Baxter. Yeah. He is um, the Creepy Doll Factory. So he sews creepy dolls out of creepy like, dolls yeah, yeah i you, said ugly i didn't it is <laughs> well, different i mean they're, they're totally funky looking but they're they all have their own names um, their own characters personalities he uses all okay. fabrics and so it's like usually people just kind of like come across them and then they find one that speaks to them and it's just like it's, oh that's cool they have to take it home uh, <laughs> there you go yeah yeah. Uh, yeah and i'm sure you find that a lot where they identify with the piece not going like i'm coming in to kind of look around but then it's like oh my gosh they have a blah 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 you know you, yeah. yeah right in all of your stores what you have to have you what's the one thing you have to have out of your store in your house uh, well, I think the thing that I've bought the m- the most number of times for myself is um, the Steel City Salt. We have a salt blend oh, okay. uh, that's actually like a blend that's custom for us. It's called the Love Pittsburgh Blend. That's okay. my mother-in-law's that she gave oh, us okay. as gifts. It's okay. amazing. It is. Yes. It's so good. And yeah. I've like, gone through like jar after jar of it. So yes. that's my personal staple that yes. like, I have to have. And you're not <laughs> kidding. Like I'm a tastefully simple person. And let me tell you that that is the best. It's a meat tenderizer, if nothing else. It's awesome. Awesome. Um, and then, you know, we have to ask her the question of the day, but before we do that, we'll give her a pass. Talk to us about the boxes and the that you're doing. Yeah. 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 So we have launched um, several new gift boxes that are really geared towards holiday. Um, we have, like, holiday themes. Um, there's, you know, some that are more personal care, some that are more food. Um, so there's really gifts for everybody, but they're just, like, preset curated boxes. You can order them online have them shipped directly to whoever it is that you wanted to send it to. So it's just like a really thoughtful way to gift, but also like something very easy and right. well presented. And then you don't have to wrap it. That's why I was right. saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a terrible rapper. Because right? as we know, our first two gifts are visual arts people and, and they, like, they, they want a like, nice looking gift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> right. Listen, for anyone who has not been to your store, please tell us again, where can we find you, social media, online, all that good stuff, or if they want to make an appointment to shop before the holidays. Yeah, so all of our information is on our website. It's lovepittsburghshop.com. Pittsburgh's all spelled out. Um, You can find us on Instagram um, or Facebook at lovepittsburghshop as well. And um, you can make appointments on our website. We're open... uh, Thursday through Sunday at both stores, so downtown or Mount Washington. Um, and appointments are also Tuesday, or I'm sorry, Mondays and Wednesdays, uh, just Mount Washington for right now. Okay. We should yeah. totally make an appointment. Yeah, we need to do this. For yeah. our holiday yeah. gifts this <laughs> we year. We need to do a tailgate. <gasps> yeah, we'll talk to you about that. That's All a right. great That's idea. Fun. Okay, so question of the day. I mean, I know the answer, but and you're going to be nice about it because I can tell you're you're very nice. Um, so do you, I don't want to say are you judgy, but do you judge a person who does poor rapping? Like, are you like, come on, get it together? You could rap that a little better than that. Well, you know, I I really love gift wrapping myself so like okay. it's something that's like enjoyable for me so i i like to make a really nicely yes. wrapped gift but it's you know if you're not 
totally into it. Just put it in a gift bag, and that works. So <laughs> You're very nice. Listen, if this were us, uh, listen, I would be like, mm-mm, it better look good. And yet I know I suck at it. So and it then you have to do is. the old-fashioned, take the ribbon and strip it with the scissors. Oh, with the so scissors. Curls, oh, yeah. right? That's yeah. the fancy way. Yeah. That's the yeah. Pittsburgh fancy. Yeah. Nice. We know who the rapper is. You are awesome. Why don't we give every woman gardens? Every woman gardens. First of all, I have to tell you, we have four minutes for this interview. Four minutes. Four whole minutes. Yep. We could do it. But I only tell you that because I know when you and Rachel get together and we have four minutes, we need 40. <laughs> we need four so hours. <laughs> four, if I tell you it's four, we'll be done in 40 minutes. So anyways, this is Jen Saffron from Sprezzatura yeah. over in the Millville area. Yep. And uh, we, I got to know you through Rachel. Yes. And your food is awesome. Thank you, And John. we, so much since this is the gift episode, we have to tell everybody that we some, of our, a gifting episode. some of our, our, our clients, so if you want to be a client, you would get <laughs> food from Sprezzatura well, during the holidays, right? Yeah, for sure. It's usually in a panic. Now, Jen, we usually give you a reasonable... 12 hours of heads up that we need 20 trays. <laughs> yeah, right. right? So anyway, so welcome to the Ajagoff Podcast. Oh, really, welcome back to the Ajagoff yes, Podcast because we did a fireplace tour from your house. Yeah, yeah. that was super fun last yeah. in the winter. Yeah. Jen, so much has happened for you from the time. I mean, you are no stranger to art. Right. We're in the art world, right? Yes. We cater here for the Glass Center. Right. Yeah, we love these guys. Yeah. So that was ironic that whenever we talked about No, we didn't. On, we knew that. Tracy knew that. Tracy didn't know. <laughs> Look, she I didn't give you credit. I can't. She wouldn't even throw yeah, you a literal. Throw you a bone. I'm too literal. She didn't know that. <laughs> but um, but the cool part is, you are no stranger to art. But your and I don't mean this as a pun. Like your food is artsy, and Thank it's you. intentional because yeah. that's who you are. You're you pay attention to detail. You know your people. You know your clientele. And I truly believe that that's why your business has grown the way it has. So Thank take you, us Rachel. on this little food journey because. They might be celebrating an almost 20-year milestone, but one mm-hmm. year is hard to even do in this industry. So look where you're Let alone yeah. a pandemic you're, year, Yeah, right? and you're coming yeah. up on a year. What has that looked like? Well, what's what it's really looked like is a lot of hard work yes. and on the part of our staff, who yeah. are amazing people, and all of our staff pretty much are artists, too. Sure. So we do come from a visual arts background and a performing arts background. And I do think it plays out in the kind of food that we make because we want perfection and quality we want things that are beautiful that make people want to eat and have a great time together we're no stranger as artists to receptions and parties we love catering those kinds of things it's fun yeah and so we've spent the year building our business and welcoming people to come into our new cafe so we do three things we have a small cafe in millvale which is byob we're open wednesday through saturday we have catering which, of course, since the pandemic is like almost nothing. But we do cater small parties, gatherings, birthday parties, fundraisers. We're around. And then we have events. And we just started welcoming people into small groups, into our space for really fun things like creepy pasta, which was really, really fun. It was ghost stories, uh, stories of the paranormal over a creepy uh, squidding pasta dinner. Right. I love that, though. I mean, that's... Listen, you know, John, you weren't here when we were saying this to um, Monica. We are so sick of the word fluid and pivot and blah, 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 right? But you had to reinvent as well because the hospitality slash food industry was the hardest hit. No secret. 
It's definitely hard hit, but I think what really matters during any kind of crisis of any kind are our relationships with people. Like I have a relationship with you, right? And this is why we're here. I met Rachel through the concession stand at baseball. (laughs) That's how we know each other. Listen, that is such a Rachel story. It's deep, right? It's through sports. And so when we have, you know, when we have um, relationships, you know, we have relationships with our farmers. We visit them. We ask them what kind of produce they've got. They help us. We work it out together. You know, when the pandemic first happened, I'm not going to lie, I sat and cried for a little bit, and then I was like, time to stop. Let's work hard. Again, my staff has been tremendous. Um, and I think the asset, again, of being artists is that we are no strangers to hard work, and we're creative. We're trying new things. Today we're at Construction Junction, who are a great community partner to us, selling lasagnas right out of the parking lot, not afraid really? to try things. Yeah. Well, and, and not it, to mention, you're doing a little political thing, too. I mean, you're yes. helping out Sarah Emirato, right? Yeah. to say, because we're on Facebook Live. Yeah. So you're supporting community by having a little get-together. And, and they support us. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Now, I love the fact that, you know, you are unique in that you left a very pretty comfy job to go do yeah. food. Now, mm-hmm. you know, that's like really jumping into the boiling water, literally. Well, comfy, right? though, but, in you know, the sense you had of a, routine. Yeah, you, your routine. Yeah. You had somebody health to insurance. pay your paycheck. You had health insurance. <laughs> and you're like, I think I'm going to screw all that up and let's yeah. go make a food place, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. what, <laughs> kind of? you know, how? what was that evolution? And how did you know when, like for somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur at some point, yes. when did you know when to that's make that question. jump? Um, well, I never thought there would be like the perfect time Mm -hmm. and I don't think there ever is the perfect time but I think that the perfect time is the time you know you have the right integrity resources and the people to make it happen Mm. Um, you know when I left my job it wasn't like hey I'm giving you my two weeks it's like I planned this with my employer we worked together to make sure that it would be good for everyone you know we live in a community context and then also to work with my staff who were used to catering just like one-off events to say, hey, we're going to open a cafe and, and it's going to be more regular hours. And, and how do we systematize that and in a way that works for, for us? Yeah. Um, and then also in terms of jumping off, it's like, okay, I put the word out to my clients and said, my catering clients and said, you know, we're going to do this for real, for real. And, you know, what do you think? And they were like, we're for it. And so I thought, I really listened. We did some surveying and just planned. You know, we're, we're doing this through New Sun Rising. They're really um, our partner. They own the building we're in. They gave us a break, and they said, we really want you to come in and open your kitchen with us. It would be so fun. And it has been nothing but fun, you know, ever since. It's been And it shows, right? Mm-hmm. That's the part that's the best because there are people who have left what they thought they should have left their jobs, and yeah. this is my calling. And yeah. then it's like, man, this isn't working either. Now what the yeah. hell? You truly enjoy it, and I think because you enjoy it, people enjoy coming back i think so i mean since the pandemic about 40 percent of the people that come to our space are new clients and new customers so we really feel there's a market opportunity right now even though it's really scary and unpredictable and sure the market's certainly volatile but um we're grateful and we take it one day at a time but why do you think you know and we just had this conversation ish you know because we we all met not too long ago over some biscotti which, you know, hint, hint, maybe yeah, she you say biscotti it. in it. Should we make pumpkin spice? No, just kidding. Um, but, you <laughs> so know, we were talking about the reinventing. You know, you did the spooky pasta, sold out. You yeah. did a little bit of jazz, sold out. So peop- you are hitting the sweet spot. They need to get out a little bit. Yes. They want that social atmosphere. So you're mixing some music, some food, yes. a, a sense of normalcy with being safe and cautious. Yeah, we do really, really 
count on our COVID safety precautions. We've been called sticklers for COVID safety in the media. We're really proud of that. Yeah. Because we want people to come and know that we care about their well-being. We don't want to have pandemic fatigue and feel like, okay, we're just going to go back to like the normal routine. We really do have people spaced far apart. We really do require people to stay in their seats. We really do require people to mask. And it's for our own personal safety. But at the end of the day, what people get in return is a fantastic meal, real hospitality, a caring environment, and entertainment. So we're going to keep doing it. What's so great about your lasagna? Can you, you, like, hit us with it? Because, you know, John, like, can't even have a conversation with you when he's eating your (laughs) lasagna. Well, I will tell you, pandemics tell us what people really want to eat as comfort food. Comfort. In the very beginning of the uh, pandemic, I thought I was going to have, like, a crisis because all we made was lasagna. It's easy to do, for sure. People want lasagna. Um, Our lasagna is different in that it's whole roasted vegetables. So we roast everything first, and we take care to make it correct. And right now, we're selling an entire pan of lasagna in the Construction Junction parking lot, which tells you how much people really want to eat lasagna because they'll buy it out of the back of a truck. Awesome. Uh, well, I'll tell you what's good about your lasagna. Thanks, right? John. You can ask me. Is that, you know, I'm not a big ricotta fan, <laughs> yes. right? And if there's a lot of ricotta in it, but whatever you do with your lasagna, I will suck it down. Like good. I'm a shop vac on your lasagna. <laughs> so the fact that I don't typically eat lasagna because of the, uh, because of the ricotta, right. your, your, your Could lasagna. Can we get you to say ricotta awesome. again? Ricotta? ricotta? What are you saying? What did I say? What am I saying? <laughs> It just sounds weird. Well, we only use ricotta on our top layer. So, you know, it's not filled with it. What people do is they want to fill up a lasagna. They want to think it's like a casserole. It's not. It's It's many layers. It's many things. And so we start with whole roasted eggplant. We start with then the next layer is um, roasted zucchini. Then it's roasted baby sweet peppers. Then it's caramelized onion and mushroom. Then it's spinach and ricotta. But in the other layers... We use mozzarella, provolone, parmesan, romano, all kinds of cheeses. See you all at Construction Junction in about 10 <laughs> minutes. I'm so... Ten bucks a square. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, if you're in line at Construction Junction right now, please order two slices <laughs> yeah. of lasagna. Yeah. We'll see you, you in the parking lot. You can FedEx one to John and Chamberlain we'll at you. your jag office. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I think... The other thing that people do, I mean, we make 15,000 meatballs a year, and it's a lot of meatballs. And so one of the things that did happen in the pandemic was suddenly there was no beef. And um, we would go to try to locate beef, and we, we couldn't buy it. Yeah. And I thought, and, th- and then the, the woman on the end of the phone who I was talking to, one of the wholesalers, she was like, well, you're going to have to figure out another way to make a meatball. I was like, no, this right, is the right. only way to make a yeah. meatball. Yeah. And so we just kept trying to figure that out. and. The other thing that um, in the pandemic we find interesting is that people love dessert. People want their dessert right now. And and they want it. And so we've been expanding our dessert offerings. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, listen, we are making a pumpkin glass thing today, right? A pumpkin? It's a paperweight, I guess. So, what? It's like a paperweight. So, the thing is, is no matter what mine looks like, (laughs) it will be a paperweight. I guarantee you that. But uh, let's talk about pumpkin and cooking with pumpkin. Do you. Is everything too pumpkinized at this point, well, or is there anything that question. should be pumpkined? I yeah. do think that um, there is something called pumpkin pie spice, but why people call now it's just pumpkin spice is yeah. so weird to me. And I'm like, what is pumpkin spice? We don't. Um, we did experiment with pumpkin spice chip biscotti, and and Lorraine said no. 
We it made sounds one like batch. a swear word, to be <laughs> we honest We made one batch, and she was like, I'm not doing it. Yeah, it sounds like you're bastardizing everything you know. That's we yeah. do. So I do want people to know that we are going to do a special Halloween um, dinner takeout, and we are going to bake um, some of our lasagna goodness in pie pumpkins in the oven on Halloween. Microphone. And you can come and pick them up on Saturday. That is such and a daily So if you want to know how to get that, you need to go on to our online store at www.spretzaturapgh.com after Tuesday. And you're, we're just going to have Wait, a w- ordering la- window Tuesday yeah. through Friday. That's it. It's lasagna yeah. cooked in a pumpkin. Yes. And it's going to happen. You and so- out on us. We've talked to you 62 <laughs> times what? in the last week and you never mentioned this. Wait. Does it come yeah. with a side of pumpkin seeds? No. No, I don't know. I I, we usually should. keep Look those and eat them ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that that's a really fun thing. We also make something called a cheesy bake, which is like Italian macaroni and cheese. That's also killer. That's going to be available on Saturday as well for Halloween pickup. So check out our special Halloween, um, our special Halloween menu. And then I think in terms of pumpkin, we tend to use a lot of local squash. We buy from Jarosinski Farm, Tiny Seed Farm, Who Cooks for You Farm. They all have different varieties of squash. So right now we're going tomorrow for our Sunday mm-hmm. supper, be offering Georgia candy um, squash roasted, um, delicata squash roasted. Um, so pumpkin, yeah, pumpkin's cool, but there's a whole world of gotcha. squash yeah. out there right. that's yeah. really I'll great. be like, kids, take the candy out of the <laughs> – and I'll be sitting there eating my lasagna. And, sucking you know, down we'll, we'll just kind of tease a little bit that you have some thoughts for Thanksgiving as well. Yes. We're going to do like a little piecemeal Absolutely. thing they where we're going to have sides, website. right? Right. They can mm-hmm. find it on our website. Yeah, yeah. find it on your sure. website. Yeah. Cool. Question Jen, of the day. Question of the day. First of all, thank you so much. Thank Congratulations you. for almost a year. We're cert- you're, This is not the last of Jen Saffron. You're going to see some more through your jack off on what's going on in the next year. Um, or celebrating the first year and what else is going on. But the question of the day is... And you're a visual person as well. If you are preparing the perfect gift, whether it's a food giftable, whether it's something that's non-perishable, whatever the case may be, does that outer wrapping matter? Should it look good? Or is it okay? Is it the thought that counts? Jen, come on. I think it's exciting to be the recipient of a gift that's beautiful. I hate you. Because (laughs) you want... To feel special. And in fact, manners tell us that before you even open the gift, you should thank the person. You don't thank the person after you open the gift. Because that's like saying, I opened it, I approve, and now I will thank you. That's true. Right? No, you thank the person for gifting you. Right? That's why it's called a present. Because you're being present to your relationship with this person. So if you give a gift, um, it should look good. I'm not great at wrapping things, but even like those um, trays that we do for you guys at the holidays, yeah, we make sure they're in a sturdy, nice container with a bow on them. Mm. We're good to go, you know. And right. and it's true. beautiful. And that was so, a good no matter what you do, I don't think people need to go overboard with cards and you know. But I do think that making it present and having the gift giving moment a present moment Boom. with something cool. Is good. Well, I have to tell you, if you're going to give me one of those lasagnas, I don't care what it's wrapped in. I don't really care. Whoa. I don't really. I'm just. And there you go. It's going to be wrapped in a FedEx box. Just don't box. even wrap it. It's a waste of time. I'll eat through it. Oh <laughs> Jen from Spreadsheetora. This is my partner Garfield. Thank you. I love I you. Thank you. You're the, you're one of our favorites. We I love, love you and, so much. Uh, so thanks to Jen Saffron. Thanks to oh my gosh. If you've Chris. not tried Spresatori, you have to get over there in Millville. And we've learned that Millville is one of the most up and coming, being built. Yeah, Tupelo Honey Teas, our oh, friends yeah, over yeah, there, right. right? They're expanding as well. Mr. So, Smalls. right? 
And so thanks to Chris and Heather for coming on and having us here. Thanks Paige, to Paige and Tracy who coordinated all this. Yeah. And, and Addie and Colin for yeah. taking all the pictures. Yeah. And I have to thank Monica. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we have to go Monica, visit her store. I cannot wait. I might really consider them shopping with me because I'm telling you, you have to go to that website and see all the yeah. unique things. Cool. We might have to try to get our parking chair in there. I love it. There Ornament. we go. Ready? And, of course, thanks to Rory Conda. It was recently declared that October the 23rd was the unofficial start to holiday shopping. And lucky for buyers, Roraconda is ready. Roraconda has made shopping easier for all consumers with online skilled representatives ready to talk shop or... In-store consultants prepared to give the best deal for the best suited vehicle. From a small fit to the Mom Envied Odyssey, it really is Mom Envied, Roraconda has the perfect gift for this season. As always, visit Rorik.com for all of your vehicle needs. Dream.